Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast Prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Even as the world seems to have started the slow crawl out of this pandemic, there's much uncertainty as to what the post-pandemic world is going to look like. In today's update, Pastor J.D. will examine the direction things are going and remind us that God is sovereign and will work all things out for the good of those who love Him. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 26, 2020. Welcome to our weekly Bible Prophecy Update. A lot to get to today, so if you don't mind, we're going to get right to it. I'll kindly ask you, and in advance, thank you for your patience with me as I share with you what the Lord has put on my heart. I have to say once again that the message is a heavy one concerning where all of this may in fact be going. I have to confess that There was trepidation on my part with what the Lord had put on my heart. But God, in His loving kindness, in my devotion time this last week, led me to Jeremiah, who God had called to deliver a very unpopular message, which In all fairness, Jeremiah was afraid to speak. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 8, the Lord says to Jeremiah, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. Then in verse 9, we're told that the Lord reached out His hand and touched Jeremiah's mouth, and said to him, I have put my words in your mouth. It's my prayer that the Lord has put His words in my mouth to fearlessly speak today. In order to do that, I'll need to proceed with the presupposition that you have at least some idea of what got us to this point, and even some of the things that we've addressed in the last several weeks. If not, then simply put, this coronavirus crisis, I believe now more than ever, has the propensity to collapse governments, crash economies, 
and unite all of the world's religions as it seems it is even now doing. And it's for this reason that this crisis may in fact be that which eventually, even ultimately, ushers in the new world order, which we talked about at length, actually in depth last week, namely that of a global government, a global cashless digital economy, and a one world religion coexisting under the control of the Antichrist. Now, for the benefit of those for whom Bible prophecy is new, the aforementioned new world order is foretold of in the Bible, in the books of Daniel and Revelation, and I'll add also along with that, Second Thessalonians, specifically chapter 2, which by the way, we are going to get to. That's where we were in our study through the Bible, book by book, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse on Sunday mornings before this pandemic hit. We were almost done with Second Thessalonians chapter 1, and I am very much looking forward to, Lord willing, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, because <laughs> for what I think would be deemed obvious reasons, it speaks to, I believe, exactly where we are at today in this world, in this crisis. Now, these Bible prophecies, and really others with them, foretell of the rapture of the church prior to the revelation of the Antichrist and the confirmation of a seven-year peace agreement, which commences the seven-year tribulation. I am personally of the belief that we are on the cusp of this being fulfilled vis-a-vis the global agenda of a global government under the banner of dealing with this global crisis. Enter the players. Three of the many global players connected by way of global funds and global foundations. Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Deborah Burks, and last but certainly not least, Bill Gates. Fauci and Gates in particular, who are very close, are at the forefront of cutting-edge biotechnology. By biotechnology, I mean a global vaccination with digital tracking technology for the global population. Last week I quoted from this Yahoo News report about the Gates Foundation calling for global cooperation on a vaccine 
for 7 billion people around the world. Listen to this quote from the Gates Foundation Chief Executive Mark Sussman, if I'm pronouncing his last name right. I'm quoting, there will be no return to normal until there is a vaccine. Now that's a problem. (laughs) The problem is twofold. First, developing the vaccine, which they are saying is going to be at the very soonest a year, maybe 18 months. Then secondly, tracking those who have had the vaccine. In a recent TED talk on Tuesday, March 24th, Bill Gates said, and I quote, eventually what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person, because you don't want people moving around the world where you'll have some countries that won't have it under control, sadly. You don't want to completely block off the ability for people to go there and come back and move around. So eventually there will be, listen very carefully, quoting Bill Gates, there will be this digital immunity proof that will help facilitate the global reopening up. By the way, let me parenthetically say, that all that I'm sharing with you today, I transposed, I typed as I listened to the audio and or video file of what was being said. And so I I just put it on pause, uh, typed it verbatim, played again, typed a few more words verbatim, put it on pause, kept doing that. So I made sure that I got it right. Then I would go back and review it just to make sure that the quote was correct. And here's another thing, (laughs) and this is interesting. Um, Some of the videos that have been posted, particularly on YouTube, are censored and taken down. So what I do is I have an app that actually downloads the YouTube video, so I have it saved on my hard drive. And what's really interesting about this TED Talk video is that they went in after the fact and they edited it. There's another thing I'm going to quote today that they edited, and they took this particular line out. I'm going to say it again, quoting Bill Gates. There will be this digital immunity proof that will help facilitate the global reopening up. They took that out. Now, it's important to understand that Gates has been working towards this for quite some time now, which is why he's applying for and obtaining numerous patents. By the way, I want to give a shout out to our very astute online church and local church as well. Uh, Last week I, I debated, I hesitated, even mentioning this because I didn't have the time to vet it. So I prayed about it 
And then I decided to go ahead and just put it out there for you to vet. And boy, did you vet this. (laughs) It was this patent application that had the assigned number of WO 2020-06-06-06. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. I was inundated with many emails and comments and posts and articles and videos validating that this is in fact a patent application, a valid patent application. And it is an application for a patent as a cryptocurrency system using body activity data. According to sciencemag.org, said body activity data may come by way of a biocompatible near-infrared quantum dot tattoo delivered to the skin by microneedle patches to record vaccination. Uh, Interesting side note again, in Revelation chapter 13, again, for the benefit of those uh, for whom maybe this is all somewhat new. That's okay, by the way. That's great, actually, by the way. But in Revelation 13, there's this passage familiar to most about how the Antichrist will force everyone, great and small, rich and poor, to take this mark without which they will not be able to buy or sell. And this mark, whatever it is, will be on the forehand or the forehead. And what's really fascinating about that passage in Revelation chapter 13, and by the way, that's the, uh, I should say the word, infamous 666, because John writes that you need to have wisdom to calculate the name of the number of the beast, which is 666. And in the original language, the word in the Greek for mark is where we get our English word for tattoo, a mark. So many are very suspect and I think rightfully so, with all of a sudden now this renewed interest and this push for some kind of a mark, a tattoo, a marker by which they can record and track who's been vaccinated and who has not been vaccinated. And not only will this technology identify who has been vaccinated, it will also be your digital ID with which you can access and purchase goods and services. Many believe that this is in fact Agenda ID 2020. What's Agenda ID 2020? It is a plan to create universal digital identities for everyone in the world, the entire population. Quoting from the official website, id2020.org, quoting, the need for good digital ID is universal. 
for over a billion individuals worldwide accessing basic goods and services is difficult, if not impossible, due to a lack of recognized identification. With good digital identity, individuals could use credentials issued from a variety of different institutions in order to gain access to a variety of different goods and services." Close quote. Here's the bottom line. The technology is already in place, and all that's missing now is not letting a good global crisis go to waste in order to implement it. You'll forgive me for the bluntness with which I say this, but before you could waste a crisis, you need to first have a crisis. And it's for this reason that many are calling this a plandemic, not pandemic, plandemic, which for all intents and purposes may be exactly what this is. One need look no further than centerforhealthsecurity.org to know that on October 18th, 2019, last year, weeks before the pandemic, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, along with John Hopkins University, and the World Economic Forum hosted Event 201. Really, it's Event 2 Global 1, because the O is the globe, the earth, the planet. And this event was held in, of all places, New York City, October 18th of 2019. What was Event 201? Oh, it was a high-level pandemic exercise simulating a global pandemic, modeling what they called a fictional coronavirus. You know what I just said there? You can't find it online anymore. They took it off. I quoted it verbatim from the website two weeks ago when I had first learned of it, and that's what they called it, a fictional coronavirus. And try as I may, yesterday I spent an inordinate amount of time trying to find where that was, couldn't find it, they took it down. It's interesting to note that two years prior to event 201, back in January of 2017, Dr. Fauci spoke at Georgetown University saying, and I quote, and again, I have the video, I downloaded it on my computer, and I verbatim typed as he spoke, pause, type, play, pause, type, play, pause, to get it exactly right. This is a verbatim quote from that video, quoting, 
there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the area of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we certainly have a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. Oh, you don't say. Wow. How did they know? Well, lest one think that these experts have noble intentions of saving humanity, let me hasten to say that the opposite is true. The fact of the matter is, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, these globalist players are part of a satanic plan to reduce the world's population. Please stay with me and hear me out. Back in March of 2015, Bill Gates did a TED talk on the likelihood of a global outbreak and was quoted as saying again, quote, verbatim. I did this with the video. The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Keep in mind, this is 2015, five years ago. Now, Bill Gates quoting, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent, close quote. What? Lower what by 10 or 15 percent? Oh, the population fast headed towards 9 billion people? Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Gates, uh, how are you going to do that? Oh, three ways, vaccines, health care, and reproductive health services. You know what reproductive health services are? Abortion. Catch my breath. Population control. It's not about life. It's not about saving life. It's about taking life. And you know, uh, I hadn't planned on going there but maybe I need to go there. Nothing new under the sun. In Scripture, in the Old Testament, this was the sin of the Israelites. They were sacrificing their babies to the god Molech. This Molech god was a statue, an iron statue with its arms stretched out. Search it online. Don't take my word for it. Be a Berean. See if what I'm saying is true. They would take their unwanted babies, their unplanned pregnancy, when that baby was born, and they would take it and sacrifice it to the god Molech by placing that baby on the arms of this iron statue that had a fire inside, which is where, by the way, we get the term fire in the belly, and they would burn that baby alive. Because when you have rampant sexual sin, of course what will ensue are unwanted, unplanned pregnancies. So what are you going to do? You get rid of them. 
Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible prophecy updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.